we would just talk. We would just say, hey, who did you learn? What did you learn about today? Who did you watch on YouTube? What Google article did you come across? And uh, while that was kind of us kind of nerding out, nerding out, it was it was interesting. It was definitely fun. And then we would even show each other, hey, I have this account. I have this account. I put this here. Even something simple as, hey, uh, I'll just throw this out there. Yes, most of the big banks, Chase included, don't have very um, very good savings rates, even before they tanked. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of my very first podcast anywhere on YouTube, on any type of social media platform. I'm very excited. Hope you're all as well. This is the Checkup Podcast. I'll be your host, Jay, Jay Abundant. That's the name I'm going to rock with for now. And actually, I really had this idea back in November. I took the Launcher Podcast Challenge with the one and only David Chance. Um, it was very good. It was a very good week. However, I was on vacation. And then went into December, went on vacation again, and then managed to come back to work where I could do normal adult things, and I got a puppy. So um, I won't say that any of those things really kept me from starting my podcast, but I get sidetracked by little projects, sadly, here and there. Either way, this very first episode, we're going to really focus on why I'm deciding to focus on finance at 26. And when I say focus on finance, I don't really mean just, oh, I have a good job with benefits, 401k, HSA, all those good things. When I mean focus on finance, I really am looking at from a from the viewpoint that my money not only needs to work for me, but also I want to always be working for my money. No matter how long that time period is, I mean, I could easily say, hey, invest $6,000 a month over 10 years at 7% and you'll be a millionaire which is a lot of the advice that we kind of get on YouTube. I mean, even if it's only for the first couple episodes, but some of those, some of those YouTubers, uh, they make it sound easy. They do. However, I think in that particular aspect, it definitely skips over a lot of the bases, um, a lot of the fundamentals that most people, I think, don't really have with finance. And I don't mean just with their spending or budgeting. Those are very important. Those can definitely lead into other things. However, planning is a big thing. Like, we only have one life to live. And working till 50, working till 60, 65, 67 and a half, however you want to, you know, work it. I don't think I'll even get Social Security by the time I get that age. I'm not planning to uh, rely on it, though. That's a good thing. So, my main whys for this particular podcast. Uh, the problems that I really started to see when I started learning about finance it's uh this journey has been uh it's been it's been going on for a couple years now actually i say i started working in 2018 and when i say i i say i could probably i possibly could have moved out at that point in time i had enough funds where i could have left my parents house possibly moved somewhere closer to the city might have had a roommate or two but at least it was enough that i could have moved out and left home somewhat comfortably so, at that point in time, day to day working, uh, it never was. Uh, I didn't really see the, the uh, giant snowball of debt that I was uh, 
accepting every semester going to college here in Chicago. Though, uh, the biggest advice I ever really got up to that point was, you know, don't go into debt, mostly credit card debt. Uh, go to college, get a good job, a high-paying job, I thought. And then that's really it. Um, I have quite a big family, and most of the lessons I've learned throughout that is mostly home ownership, owning your own home, uh, mostly your, your primary residence. But that's, uh, that's really it. I definitely won't say that my parents didn't teach me anything about money, but I definitely wouldn't say that it's anything that uh, I would say would have put me ahead of where I was. And regardless of, you know, I'll put this on me as well. I definitely could have been trying to learn more myself. Um, I could be a little bit ahead of where I am right now as far as net worth is concerned. And that's definitely at least one word that probably some people don't even think of. However, we're going back into my top three, <clears throat> my top three whys as to why I'm starting this podcast. And we're going to move on from there. So the very, very first one, the very, very first one, the very, very basic. Um, I didn't have a lot of people uh, in my fifth slash sixth year of college that I really could talk to about finance, really could talk to you about budgeting. And I wouldn't say that most of them weren't. I wouldn't say that most of them weren't even working at that time. A lot of them uh, were working either work study or had an off-campus job of some sort. But it just wasn't really a topic. It's it felt some in most cases it felt odd to bring up in certain uh, in certain groups, or at least when I started learning about it. Possibly had I been a bit more confident about it myself, I might have actually asked. I might have actually brought it up at least even in one on one occasions. However, uh, the first times I started going over investing, even just in a taxable account or even starting a Roth IRA, IRA, sorry. It was at work during lunchtime. Um, well, I've been there a while, and also hopefully they don't. Well, I mean, it's during lunchtime, so it shouldn't be a heck of a problem. They can't go back and check anything anyway. Um, I found two similar aged uh, <laughs> young men working at my company. Uh, different backgrounds. Uh, we all didn't have the same major. We didn't go to the same school. We weren't born in the same area. Um, and simply, we were all just 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 for the part ethics of the story. We're all minorities. However, none of us had really had any experience investing. We didn't even have any investing accounts. And at least one of us who possibly did, he had no access to it. Uh, it was controlled by his parents, which, you know, good or bad thing doesn't really matter. At least he has it. But yeah, just from those days over the next course of maybe a month, the months or even a year, from, I, I definitely would say about 2019, uh, spring or summer 2019, up until the end of 2019, uh, winter time we would just talk we would just say hey who did you learn what did you learn about today who did you watch on youtube what google article did you come across and uh while that was kind of us kind of nerding around, nerding out it was it was interesting it was definitely fun and then we would even show each other hey i have this account i have this account i put this here even something simple as hey uh i'll just throw this out there yes most of the big banks chase included don't have very um very good savings rates, even before they tanked. <laughs> and now, um, at this day and age, you'll probably get like maybe a 0.5%, which is a lot better than a 0.01 at Chase. Um, that's like 50 times better. It's, it's great. However, you have to find uh, a bank that's usually not a brick-and-mortar bank. Usually one of the online banks, Ally, Discover, American Express even, actually. Um, that's where you're going to find most of those. And even Capital One. Capital One is what I started using at first. Um this whole finance journey began really with me opening a high yield savings account and 
um, a net worth tracker. Uh, I use per, personal capital. Mint's all right. I had some issues with Mint in the past. Uh, I guess getting certain accounts added or removed and, you know, it uploads on its own time. I'd rather be able to add things in when I know they should be there. Yeah, so that was that was step number one. I really only had two people to really talk about. And even from that point, I started seeing other coworkers, whether they were new to corporate America or uh, a few years ahead of me, they started talking about real estate. Um, at that kind of point in time, I, as I mentioned before, owning your first home, very important. Um, but these were rental properties and not even in, in Chicago where they were all living. Um, a close friend of mine actually got a multi-unit. Um, I would say about three years ago, maybe, maybe two years ago, two or three years ago. And that's actually my next step, trying to get my own, actually. Problem number two, problem number two. As I was learning about finance, going to YouTube, going to Google, I did not see myself. I did not see a lot of black people uh, represented. And if I did, I guess they were kind of older gentlemen. I don't want to call anyone old. That's, you know. Black don't cry, okay? We stay youthful. We stay youthful for a long time. But that's really it. Everyone else that was even a few years older than me, possibly even my age or a little younger, um, they were either, you know, mostly Caucasian or the ones that were, I wouldn't say they were really talking about finance. It was really mostly, mostly videos about side hustles. Side hustles, side hustles, side hustles. There's nothing wrong with side hustles, of course. Everyone probably should need, have at least one. Um whether you're making crafts at home or possibly Ubering people back and forth, Uber everywhere. Um, this is definitely not an issue with that. But sometimes, I guess I would say that if your main job just isn't really taking you where you want to go, if you know where you want to go or at least have an idea, a side hustle is probably very important. So as I started going more throughout YouTube and watching more and more content, I started realizing I should probably make my own content. And actually starting a finance YouTube channel is the idea I've had for at least two years. But then only really thought of how I should do it back in November when I took the Launcher Podcast Challenge and figured this would be a nice way to go about it. I'm actually using a Canon M100 right now and an Elgato Wave 3. Sadly, I don't have the other equipment to uh, properly put this on my PC and actually, you know, have a nice have a nice edit to it. But it's good for now. It's good enough for now. I'll put everything together in post and we'll be fine. It should record for about 30 minutes. Hopefully it lasts that long. We're about 10 minutes in already. And just as I say that, the camera stops recording. I had to switch it back down to 1080p 30fps. Definitely check the settings on your equipment, guys. We're going to start a podcast, especially a video podcast. Either way, moving on. Uh, number three, conversations. Um, I would like to help other people have more in-depth conversations when it comes to finance. Uh, I don't want to stick to getting a good job, saving for the next 30 or 40 years. We should definitely be talking about credits, um, where your credit score comes from, proper use of credit cards, definitely. Uh, starting to invest early. Um, even a few hundred dollars I was making a month during work study, I, didn't, I still lived at home. I could have thrown some of that money into the market years ago, way before we even had this giant um, crash in 2021. Was it 2020 or 2021? You know, I, I, I'm going to just assume it's 2021. Anyway. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I, I definitely think the conversation should be more in-depth. Um, revolving more around possibly even the FIRE movement, financially independent, retire early. That's a great movement. Um, 
going into business, uh, starting your own practice, even having a family practice, a family trust, a family bank of sorts, um, when certain individuals have ideas or, and show the work ethic, do they uh, show the work ethic to actually get things done, you know? Make something uh, useful for like, you know, themselves to even pass down. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest and say that uh, <laughs> while I do feel a little awkward recording myself, trying not to stare myself through this particular camera at the moment, this is the first episode. Um, outside of my relationship and experiences, I kind of stick to the data and the statistics. Um, that's kind of how it operates. And going through Google or even government websites, the average is not always a very good representation, especially when it comes to us. So trying to find the median, it's, uh, it's kind of hard sometimes. However, I'm just going to take experiences from my own life and kind of base it off of that. So anyway, moving on. Uh, how can I put this? How can I put this? I graduated with quite a bit of loans, quite a bit of student loans. I have not paid them all off yet. And even before graduating college, I realized that my net worth was negative quite a few five figures negative and hopefully I can uh, pay it all off by the time I'm 30. I have a plan in action. Hopefully the rest of you all have a plan in action as well for that. Anyone who's recently graduated or even graduated possibly a few years ago, definitely have a plan. Don't just uh, take that 10 years and try to pay it off. You're going to pay a lot in interest. We can go into that later if you really want to. Um, but yeah, like I said before, I could have been investing small amounts and even some of that had it been in a Roth IRA. Any of those gains I can could have taken, you know, five years later, tax-free. So possibly even, let's see, I've been working with this company for about three years now, graduating in 2019. In another two years, possibly even three, um, I could have taken some of those gains and started paying off my loans with them tax-free. That would have been nice. Right now, everything has to come out of my paycheck, which is already after tax. And no one likes giving their taxes away. <sighs> so where do we go from here? Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't pick the best major for me. I could have, uh, I definitely could have done a better job at it, or at least, um, other than studying more, I definitely could have tried to diversify myself a bit earlier on. Um, I decided to take, decide to take a minor in like the, the last two, the last semester right before graduation, which ended up taking two semesters, sadly. So I technically could have graduated in 2018, but spring 2019, it is what it is. No problems, no problems. I actually didn't get my job based on my degree, nor really the promise of my degree. Um, it was a certain skill set that I had that I had learned even from high school that I even developed even further in college that um, really set me out there. And I'm just going to be honest about it. I joined all the career fairs. I went to all the career fairs at my college. I went to all the national and regional conventions with the National Society of Black Engineers. And if I didn't get an interview which was maybe 70% of the time, the interviews I did get, whether it was one round, two rounds, I don't think I ever got to the three round, but yeah, just never, I guess I was never able to sell myself on that piece of paper very well. So, case in point, um, I would like to see a lot more, you know, black people go to college, um, but there also are other options. Um, even saying just going to, you know, a community college, getting your general education, and then going to the more expensive, uh, you know, public or private universities. There are also trade schools. You can technically go into practice right after high school. You can technically become a real estate agent right then and there. You know, there's a there's a test, there's an exam. 
and all that you have to take, but it definitely doesn't take a year. It doesn't take two years to do that. Not at all. Um, but uh, the good thing about where we are now and this point in time, I guess, in the world is that you can learn online. It can be YouTube, but it also be online courses. I think online courses are a great way to go about it. And even now, I am trying to uh, buy more books. This is actually a book I someone got for me for Christmas because I wanted to buy like <laughs> a dozen different books and realized that having them sit on my shelf behind me wouldn't be very useful. So I need to read one at a time and start adding to the collection. But yes, there's uh, finance books, investing books, personal motivation, uh, business, cooking as well. I do love to cook. It's, uh, it's my newfound hobby. But I'm at least trying to immerse myself. I'm trying to learn uh, each and every day, generally. Even if I do spend a little too much time surfing through uh, the YouTube recommended, I will eventually get back to where I need to be. So, let's say I have my I have my three whys. I know what I want to do about it. I know why I started this podcast and exactly how I plan to get this out into the ether. But what does it do? What does it do for anyone besides me? Sure, I um, this is technically a business. I'm trying. I am starting, and. Um, I will. I do plan on making it successful. This, I guess, is my second business, but this one will be a bit more structured than the other one, uh, as far as you know, legal and uh, financial regulations are concerned. Yes, you do have to sign up for LLCs and um, particular things of that nature. Trademarks definitely important. But um, in hindsight, I still would have been, you know, negative, very, very negative at graduation with my net worth. I would have had a slightly lower student loan balance. However, one of the biggest things I think could have impacted me up to this point would have just been uh, practice, putting money aside into different accounts, uh, whether it be investment accounts or savings accounts, uh, putting money aside for uh, different expenses that I knew were coming up or different trips that I wanted to take. Um, I even had a whole budget together based off of the national uh, average salary for, I guess, mechanical engineers. I actually went to engineering management. Long story there, I'm not going to really go into it now. But I went through, found all the percentages and everything. They recommend everything should be through it together. And even before I graduated, that's, that budget, it, it, it didn't work for me. It didn't work. There was a lot of expenses that just weren't in there. And funny enough, I actually had a friend uh, a few years ago actually help me make them a budget. I sent them a, an Excel spreadsheet. But at that point, I had been living alone in my own apartment, kind of knew pretty much everything that could possibly kind of, you know, come up. I made categories in case they wanted to add some of their own. But that's something that I could have had a better grasp on even before I graduated, even before I started working in an area where I thought I was making money. But let's be honest. Uh, until I'm well into the six figures, I don't think I'm going to slow down. I think, uh, I think I want to keep going ahead because, again, I don't want to work for 40 years, 30 years possibly, or at least... I want to be able to go into a field or area where I feel very, very fulfilled sooner than later. So how do we start with this? How do we start with all this? Like I just said, it would be a basic budget. And yes, it's all after tax money, guys. Uh, you can't really do much with your pre-tax money. But if you have options to use them, aka 401k, definitely use it. At least get your match. That's some people don't like saying it, but I, I, it's, it's basically free money. You don't pay anything on that. It, you don't. It's, they take the money out of your check, your percentage, the match, 
comes from the company. It does not come from you. It does not add to your tax burden. So definitely, please do that. Please do it. But yeah, uh, I've seen a few different um, budget templates, I guess, over the past couple of years, mostly being 50% fixed expenses, 30% discretionary, and then uh, 20% for savings, which can include you know debt repayment as well as investing. Recommended, they recommend 15% of your pre-tax income for retirement. You should be putting away 15%. <clears throat> now, 20% for investing, saving versus the 15% pre-tax. It's, again, you can't really pick that amount unless you have a 401k and can afford to increase, <laughs> increase that percentage every year. Um, mine goes up 2% every year automatically. And just because... I wanted to get a head start based on where I was. I started, I believe I have, I've only had that for maybe a year and a half, maybe at this point. I set it right at 10%. I had it at six, jumped it up to 10. And I'm not going to tell you what the match is because, of course, that's personal information. However, eventually, eventually I'm going to max out the 401k. Eventually I will. Um, the HSA, max, Roth IRA, maxed. And I still have money going into a taxable. Or I guess several taxables at this point. I'm trying out different investment brokerages. I do want to get into, I wouldn't say day trading, but I do want to get into options. Options uh, seem like a very, I like the concept of them and I like the execution of it. But right now, I have some life expenses I need to go through before I can really, you know, fund that. That takes a lot more money than I would say day trading, even if you want to start off, you know. Cause possibly about the same, but, you know, some people say you can start off with small accounts. We're not going to go too deep into that. So. 50%, 30%, 20%. If you can, 15% pre-tax if you really want to. You really should do the math on this. There's tons of calculators you can go online and find one. Uh, actually, I just actually have one in my background right now. What is it? Investor.gov. They have an investment calculator. You could probably find one on your smartphone as well. Um, I'm pretty sure NerdWallet has one. Bankrate has one. They're pretty much all going to give you around the same figure. Don't expect all of them to give the exact same number because we don't know what their calculations and everything are on the back end. But if also, if you know uh, time value of money, you can also put those equations in if you're kind of nerdy. You can, you can get the answer yourself as well. But that, that, takes, that, takes, that takes too long. You don't need to do it every time. <laughs> so budget, the categories, a few percentages, give and take. Um, I can even throw that example uh, budget that I gave my friend down in the link. If you guys really want it, let me know. Uh, I'll look through the comments and then maybe I'll just put it in the comment if you guys really want to see it. So what do I think a budget brings an individual, uh, a couple, possibly even a family? I have three main categories. I know I like to do things in threes, but don't worry. They're, they're broken down into ABC. Don't worry. I got you guys. I got you guys. I'm not going to let you... I'm not going to let anything go through any sort of filter. I'm going to be very real with you guys. Uh, hopefully, I've, you believe I've been doing so from the very beginning. But we're going to continue on, and let's see if you stay. Let's see if I can keep your attention. So first, control. Second, goals slash practices. Uh, there's probably a better way to say this um, or say those two in together, but um, I felt that putting them together at least specify that there are different roles you can go that at least to me are some, somewhat similar and then three i'm going to say opportunity uh, opportunity as in just things most people probably haven't even planned to do 
thought of doing or think that they could do. So, uh, I'll break those down for you so you can actually see what I'm, what I'm saying, because you're probably confused right now. So, control. Uh, I'm going to go, with, actually going to go through this fairly quickly, but <clears throat> minimizing gratuitous and unconscious spending. Um, sticking to your budget. Number one, practicing, getting at it weekly, monthly at least, you know, not daily. I, I used to log into my accounts daily just to see what the, what the balances were. I used to log into personal capital every couple of days just to make sure everything was in there. It doesn't change that often until I start swiping my debit card or credit card, which I don't use debit cards anymore. I only use credit cards, but I use them as a debit card. I have the funds available to pay off whatever I put on there with the exception of fixing my car because that was an unexpected expense. And yeah, my wallet hurt after that. Don't worry. It's okay. We're fine. We're fine. She's working. Lola's working. Uh, next, allocate more money to the proper category sooner. Automate, diversify. What does that mean? So one, I have weekly deposits from my checking account into all my different uh, brokerages. Uh, it was set for my 401k, of course. My HSA, my Roth, my taxable, um, even crypto. I use Gemini and uh, what was, what's the other one? BlockFi and Coinbase. Coinbase is all right. I don't really like Coinbase. They IPO, but mm, whatever. Uh, I invest in ETFs. Uh, I have a Fidelity account now just so I, if I wanted to, I can put money into a particular index fund. Um, real estate. I have my money on the side in a high-yield savings account for real estate, which at one point before you know the treasury uh, interest crashed, I was thinking of putting into bonds. I can still technically put it into bonds. Um, I don't think they're going to drop anytime soon. Definitely less volatile than stocks, but they both dropped a hell of a lot <laughs> when the... Uh, when the COVID uh, nonsense happened. Lots of people made good money off of that by sticking to very key concepts, which possibly we'll go into later. Um, really just buying the dip or holding. Just hold. Don't sell. Don't be scared. I'm going to zoom in on my face right now. Don't be scared. Don't do it as I look into the camera. Next, cut back on unneeded fixed expenses. Um, this is for anyone out there, myself sometimes included, who likes to live bougie, frivolous, posh, or luxurious lifestyles. Um, simply put, I've seen my parents go shopping sometimes, and I'm just like, oh, how much did you spend? How much did I spend? And I realized that I'm not used to spending money on myself really at all. I mean, I'll go to like H&M, Burlington, you know. I'll go, if I go to an action mall, I'll go to like 10 different men's stores and then go back and be like, oh, I like this, I like that. But just walking into a store and just walking out, just like, yes, this, this, is, this, is, this is it. I didn't need to go to any other store. It's a little foreign to me because I feel like if I did that, I would end up spending a lot more money because there's no way I'm going to walk through another store and be like, oh, I really want that and not buy it. It's like, it's, it's no. So I try, <laughs> I try to pick my pieces very carefully. But also at the same time, my mom brings me dinner a lot. Chipotle, Culver's, whatever. I, I ask her not to. I really ask her not to do it. But she does anyway. I mean, she cares for me. She loves me. I'm her only son. And yeah, I pay for their dinner sometimes as well. You know, we're out about chilling. But it's, at least to me personally, mom, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're listening to this, just don't do it as often. Please, please don't. And then you see me cooking at home, have dad help possibly, you know. He, I know he's not going to want to, but hey, you guys... Chipotle is healthy, but only for so long. Subway is healthy, but only for so long. I know we was doing Subway when we first moved, day in and day out. It was nice until it wasn't anymore. I got tired of it. <laughs> Learn how to cook, y'all, especially if you're young. Learn how to cook. 
It's a very useful skill. Next, next, next. Relying less on Social Security. Like I said, I don't know if Social Security will even be around by the time I get to the age to have it. Which is what? Most retirement accounts are 59 and a half. I think 62 and 67 are the ages for uh, the minimum and max Social Security. I'm not going to be working behind a desk until 62, 67. Hopefully. That's not my goal. It's not my plan at all. Uh, what's next? What's next? Cost of... Oh, very big one that no one ever talks about. The cost of living outpaces income growth. So if anyone who gets, you know, a wage increase every year, anyone who gets a bonus, okay, probably a bonus is, if you get a bonus, I think, I think you're pretty much okay. But anyone who just has a salary, you know, uh, yearly, uh, yearly a- annual salary, or they're paid hourly, that one, two, three percent a year doesn't do much for you. Inflation is lately 7%. On average, it's probably at least 3%, you know, minimum. Uh, The housing market, real estate, just barely, you know, edging past that in most places, unless, you know, the area is now up and coming, lots of development coming in. Prices skyrocket. But yeah, that's why they say you should probably change jobs every two to three years. Maybe not two to three years, maybe every three, four, or five years you should change jobs. Um, You can go laterally, you know, I say laterally, horizontally, (laughs) uh, within your field, within the same company, or you can go up. You can try to go for uh, a more intricate position, as I say. I would say managements. Uh, you know, you can be in charge of people if you really want to. Or you can go into, uh, I guess you can say, something in a sort of, uh, how can I put it, how can I put it, how can I put it? Something that just requires you to have more responsibility, a, giant, a more broad scope um, on your resume, I would say. Um, at this point in time, I don't really see myself going up to management. That's really the only place I see myself going up to. However, horizontally... I don't know. I don't think I'm going to go anywhere for a while. Uh, I have a good job. I like it there. The atmosphere is great. If any of you guys see this, what's up? And um, no, I'm I'm doing well for myself. Uh, I cannot complain about my life, my job, my family, my friends, anything. Everything right now is I'm very thankful for. I'm very grateful for where I'm at right now. But in the same case, instead of trying to change jobs every couple of years for me, I think the better thing for me to do right now is to just work, work on my side hustles, businesses, and try to build those up, you know, at the same time as I progress, you know, professionally in life. So that there, uh, that's pretty much the control section. Uh, to be specific with the cost of living, let's see. Oh, I say switch jobs. Oh, look for education advancement. My job and many other jobs for people I know who are, you know, in corporate America, they do offer courses and classes, uh, whether it be for you to get a, uh, I say advanced, further, further educated, you know, oh goodness, the words, the words escape me. This will come out of the video, I swear. If it doesn't, flame me. It's okay. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, getting certain certifications, uh, Actually going for an additional uh, addition to your degree or a separate degree that works for the company itself. They offer those things um, at a cost to your course, but at least it is definitely cheaper than just going off and doing it yourself um, without, you know, being in the job. Uh, at least right now, like I was saying, I'm trying to read more books. I'm looking at online courses. I'm joining, uh, hopefully in the future, you know, maybe I can find some people in Chicago who are also business savvy and we can do masterminds um, or at least just teach others who are looking to get where we are um i still hang out with my friends back at uh back at school my my organizations i used to run back in the day i i look at them and i'm just like 
it would be nice if they could be ahead of me, whether, you know, you know, it doesn't have to be done with wise, but at least just knowledge, you know, their intelligence for finance in the real world, which is why I make myself available. So in case any of them want to ask those types of questions, I'm there for them. And I'm also making these YouTube videos so that anyone else out there who find themselves in a similar location of uh, trying to build their wealth or at least grow in their knowledge of it, we can all take this journey together and we can all uh, start a little community here. <coughs> Two, goals and practices. So I have about five sections for this. So one, first section, short-term goals to practice proper discipline. I don't know why I wrote it exactly like that, but short-term goals. All right. At this point in time, I would like to travel more each year. There's, sure, I can wait till I'm old to travel, but that's, that's, that's not nice, you know. I don't want to wait till my back is hurting to get on flights, you know, things like that. I want to travel. I probably went on, I went on two trips last year. Two. And even within those two trips, I still had, thankfully, paid time off to use, and I didn't do anything with it. I just sat at home all day. I would like to travel at least maybe three times a year now. Two to three times. And at least on my bucket list, I have five or six different cities to visit in the United States just because I've never been there. Or I've never been there at the right time. So that's, that's on my to-do list. Those are my, my shorter-term goals I have for now. Long-term goals, mainly retirement, FIRE, financial independent, independent retirement, retire early. Sorry, I said that so out of whack. A net worth goal. You should have a net worth goal, not an age goal. I don't want to retire at 50 or 45. I want to retire when I'm worth this much because then I know I can live this, set, this standard of life or at least continue to grow and increase my standard of living um, when I can afford to. Right now, can't really increase my standard of living. It's, it's going to kind of backfire on me. The camera's on 23 minutes. Okay, I thought it was blinking. I thought I was about to turn off. Definitely got to make sure I save my audio in case. All right, next. Uh, relocation. I live in Chicago. I don't know if I'll settle down and raise a family here, so it'd be nice to know, you know, where else I need to United States I would like to live. So traveling will help with that. But then also relocating myself, relocating, you know, my, my spouse and myself or a family, that costs money, especially if you already have them at some point in time. Let's say you want to, they finish grammar school, they finish college, you want to go somewhere else together. That's, that's quite an expense. Uh, long-term care. Um, my grandmother, she just... Uh, she just had a very, very good birthday. And I'm going to tell you guys even this right now. Hold on. Let me find my note. Where does it go? Where? Oh, yeah. She had her, she just recently had her 90th birthday. 9-0. I don't know what the average uh, <clears throat> lifespan is these days. It's probably somewhere in like, you know, the low 70s, even possibly maybe the mid 70s. But I don't want my money to run out at 90. I don't want my money to run out at 100. I want it to continue to grow so that when I do leave this earth, I can pass it down to my family. I can pass it down to those who need it, and it can help us all, help them all grow, you know, a bit faster than I did, but at least it can help them grow where they need it. Um, so those, uh, those are the first two. Uh, next, college fund. I mean, we spent all this, my parents spent a lot of money. I actually went back and checked. They spent a lot of money on sending me through private school, grammar school, high school, and then, you know, the first year of college, because then everything after that kind of goes under my name, student loans, hello. But um, if I was to go back and even look at it, we even, they even had help sending me to school, and I, I, I thank them for that. I thank my sponsors for that, helping me get through high school. 
But um, I don't know how much I'm going to spend per child <laughs> when I start sending them to school. However, um, just going back and counting it all up, if I did the math right, um, let's say they say it's about $230,000 on average to raise a child from newborn to 17, you know, that 18-year span. Even if we take off some of those very important numbers like, you know, housing and transportation, we just stuck to like education, strictly education. I can definitely see my parents probably have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on me just to send me to private school. And I mean, I think I think to their credit, I, th- I think they would say I turned out pretty well. I think they would say they, they did a good job <laughs> raising me. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Pre-K to eighth grade. That can be, you know, 60 grand all the way, same school. High school, 50 grand all the way. College, if they were to pay for college, not the one I went to, though, maybe one a bit cheaper, that's already 200 and something thousand near 230, and that had nothing to do with feeding me clothes, uh, getting me on the bus or having someone take me to and from school, you know, medical expenses. Had nothing to do with that. That was strictly an investment. Okay, if we take off the college, you know, back down, we're still at about 100000 That's still just to get me the education, a good education. And I, I thank them for that. But, uh, yeah, a college fund, if you start early, it can definitely help. It can definitely ease a bit of your stress. It depends on how much you put in, how early you start. Um, I don't want to start putting money aside for my children's college fund when they show up, you know, when they're, when they're birth. I kind of want to start... When the idea of having kids becomes more of a reality. Uh, that's just me personally. Uh, the next two. Uh, one, family trust. Why not? Uh, I don't just want the money to just go down into their pockets. You know, I'm not just going to divvy it up between my kids. It's not, it's not going to happen. You're going you're gonna to work for the money. You're going to do what you need to. And you're going to get a loan or, you know, however, however you want to call it. Oh, I, th- I think Sha- Shaq recently... Uh, Maybe it wasn't recently, but there's a clip of uh, Shaquille O'Neal saying that, yeah, his kids aren't going to get his money. They have to propose to him a business idea or something like that to get those funds. He's worth that amount. They aren't. And I love that. I love that. Attitude. I'm going to take that with me. And then next uh, goes practices, philanthropy and charity. Um, at some point, I'm probably going to find a just cause that uh, I really want to, you know, support. I'm probably a couple years behind on my tithings. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I should be doing a lot better. I'll, I'll do better this year. Definitely. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. And then, um, let's see. Start your own fund. This in particular, before I, before I got this far in my knowledge of finances and everything, when I first graduated, I thought, all right, there's a lot of people, a lot of people that I knew that didn't get all the scholarships, didn't get all the grants that they possibly could have or should have. And then sending two dozen kids across the across you know the United States to go to a convention is expensive. My Nesby family knows exactly what I mean. And I thought if I could have a fund for those orgs, like you know the mainly black orgs, I'm going to say black, but it encompasses the Caribbeans, Africans, African American, everybody. Uh, if you want to be a Latino, Latina, Latinx community included, minorities, anyone. <laughs> Who feels overlooked, really? If I could just have a fund for that, for those orgs that I helped run, which I guess at this point, it was five different orgs, like, that that would be awesome. Of course, I would need quite a bit of capital to have in there, so, you know, money can come out and it wouldn't decrease, but 
I thought if I was to give back to the school, I would give back to the organizations, not to the school itself. You guys can keep sending me these letters asking for donations. It's not going to happen. Third, opportunity. And at this point, we're pretty much going to go into basically, I guess, kind of my background and exactly how I, you know, how I got to where I am and exactly how I kind of got to this point, what I've done to at least learn what I think I know about finance so that you guys don't think I'm just, you know, running off at the mouth, you know, trying to be the next, you know, finance YouTuber that goes big. I would like that to happen, but we'll see. We'll see. So the third category is opportunity. So one, productivity. I've definitely spent quite a bit of money on trying to get things done. Say I wanted to do the YouTube thing. I have this whole studio. I call it my studio. It's really an office, but I kind of set up this whole studio for streaming, uh, music production, and now podcasting. I have lights. I have cameras. I have webcams. I have multiple monitors, a full gaming PC, like desk furniture drawers. It's all set up just for me to be productive, just for me to do things outside of just sitting on the couch, laying in bed. And even to that credit, I do go out, you know, work out. I need to get back into it because, you know, summer will be approaching very soon, whether you agree with me or not. And then also I got into BMX. Um, yo, my, my lungs are healthy. My lungs are healthy. That's, that's definitely quite an, uh, an extreme sport. But uh, in that case, one, buying books, uh, online courses, uh, getting the right type of keyboard so you can type faster to write your blog or, you know, do your work from home. It could even be, uh, what else do we have? What else do we have? Oh, wireless, wireless earbuds. I can't walk around with these all the time. They mess up my natural curls, which is right. I'm actually have the twist in right now. I just did this for this podcast, but the earbuds are nice. They, they don't obstruct my hood or my hat. They don't mess up my hair. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Um, those are just a few examples. Probably not the super, you know, detailed ones, but you can definitely think about it yourself. If there's anything you think of productivity-wise, that would help you. It could be an app, could be software, anything like that. It could even be a beanbag chair, you know, your thinking chair. Uh, health and fitness. I haven't said that there. A gym membership. Gym memberships aren't, I mean, I, I think they're kind of expensive. I'd rather work at home and do some calisthenics, go out, ride my bicycle. Do my BMX, you know, jump some curves and whatnot. Try to do some wheelies. Still working on it. But, um, yeah, you, you, need, you, you need your health. You need to sleep. You need to rest. Uh, diet and exercise, also very important. And like I said before, learn how to cook. My camera's dying. I'm going to have to fix it. I'm going to have to. I do have extra batteries. I'm going to find those real quick. Uh, next, vacation travel. I did mention that earlier, but, uh, hey, traveling, as a, traveling just by yourself, traveling with family, traveling to see family. Uh, family relocation it's i mean some people can move out of the united states entirely there's this one family on youtube they moved to portugal uh some of you might know exactly who they are if you don't i'll put them in the link in the description uh big purchases your first house eventually your dream house uh your dream car gifts for family and friends their birthdays um let's say christmas things like that and then next of course family preparation kids I mean, three or four kids would be nice. Two to three is cool. I mean, for some reason, I have this obsession with having twins. I mean, I can't control that, but it'd be nice. So put me to three or four. Uh, I do have a dog, Nova. I'll show you guys a picture of her. She's lovely. She won't be the only dog. She won't be the only pet around for the next, you know, couple years, of course. And my grandmother, who just turned 90, she had eight kids. My dad is the youngest of eight. We have a huge family. I don't know I have eight kids. I mean, there may be some adoptions in there, possibly, but... I need to definitely keep in mind that it's going to it's going to cost me 
you know, to raise a family, regardless of how big it is, regardless of how big I want it to get, it's, it's, it's going to cost me. So I just have that in mind. And here we are back again. I did have some extra batteries and they were fully charged. So we're on to the final segment of this podcast here. And um, I do plan on in the future doing these live, um, eventually adding some guests. I have a few people who already have uh, said it that they would like to be interviewed or at least um, like to ask me some questions on the podcast. Uh, so we're going to go through that. I may be uploading some polls recently, uh, lately, <laughs> so to uh, Instagram or Facebook. Um, I do have some social media for J Abundant already set up. I do have a link to it as well. If you want to get to all of those and follow me, it would be awesome. Um, but yeah, we're going to continue this. I'm going to try to do this, uh, make an episode once every week, and we're going to see how it works out. Hopefully I can get some bulk recording done so that uh, the editing doesn't take too much out of me with my day job and trying to stream and everything. So uh, we pretty much went through those three things that I think creating a budget, just a budget by itself, gives you. Um, so let's see. I said some of those numbers earlier. You could invest from, let's see, I said $6,000. 10 years, 7% interest, you'll be a millionaire right then and there. Um, that's a lot more money than most people probably have to just put aside for savings and investing when you have a whole life in front of you, you know, that you know, kind of takes out of your pocket every day or every week, you know. <clears throat> so biggest questions that I started thinking of, or at least when I started watching the type of podcast that I, that I, that I like, um, I guess what I'm trying to, I guess, technically become, um, hundred thousand a year. Is it enough? Depending on when you want to retire, uh, depending on when you want to start a family, it may not be depending on how late you are in your journey. It may not be. I mean, there's nothing wrong with making lots of money. There's, you know, you took advantage of your opportunities, uh, and I will say, luck is also the thing. You can create your own luck. Uh, being in the right place at the right time, knowing the right people, saying the right thing, having the right skill set uh, can, def can definitely open doors for you um, that you didn't think were possible beforehand. So, <clears throat> a little bit more about me. Uh, hi, I'm Jalen. I started working in 2018. Again, that's when I thought I kind of had move-out money. I, wor I had work-study at Internet uh, Institute of Technology with up Illinois Tech Fam. Uh, from 2013 to 2019, and my first budget, I did in Excel. I didn't include things like life insurance, health and medical expenses, or insurance, uh, dental, dental expenses. Uh, debt repayment was definitely not in there. Um, I had an idea about how much I could put towards it, but I didn't know how much my exact tuition payments would be. I think at this point in turn, back in, in May, when they turn on again, hopefully for the last time, um, not hopefully for the last time, but... If it's the last time uh, that they push these student loans back, I think they're going to be around the 300s, if not the 400s. Um, technically, I want to personally double that um, to kind of get uh, to kind of get them out by the time I'm 30. Um, my birthday's in May as well, so technically I only have three and a half years, not a full four years, so I'm doing my best. Let's <clears throat> see what wasn't in there as well. I did have 401k investing in there, but just like, you know, the small amount, just like the 5%, maybe the 4%. I didn't know what I needed to do to max. I didn't have a 401k available. Um, taxes, I kind of just assumed taxes. Uh, there's a good calculator. If you guys want to check your after-tax income, let me see. Hopefully you guys don't hear this in the microphone. You might. After-tax income calculator. Right here. 
Should have had this pulled up before. Uh, smart Asset. So go to smartasset.com, Federal Paycheck Calculator. You can put in a lot of your personal information there. Not, not personal information someone can steal from you, but just like your numbers. Do you have dependents? Where do you live? How do you get paid? How much do you get paid? This will show you your federal taxes, state taxes, you know, FICA. If you guys know what FICA is, that's, you know, Medicare and Social Security taxes. <sighs> there are states that don't have state income tax. Just so you know, there are quite a few of them. If you ever want to, you know, look at that and move there, now you know. Uh, then you can also put in things for pre-tax deductions like 401k or traditional IRA. Post, uh, those are pre-tax. Uh, post-tax deductions, I would mostly just put that as my actual fixed expenses. That big 50%, I would just put those in there. So at that point, I see how much money I have to spend frivolously or smart and how much money I have to, you know, put aside for investments. They're in the same pool. And at that point, I can kind of divide it. I think that would be easier for most people to just see it that way. If you didn't want to make a full budget, you can just do this. Take a screenshot, move on, try to adhere to it. Um, I've also been tracking my net worth, uh, my spending, and my income since 2017. I think that's very important to kind of see if I'm growing. And I'll be honest, I had the same tank home pay in 2021 that I had in 2020. Some of you guys might be like, oh, he's not growing. Well... I didn't have access to a 401k back then. And even in last year, for the full year, I put in payments for an HSA. So while one of those came out pre-tax and the other came out after tax, technically overall, not even just my gross income, I guess technically in that case you could say my gross income did increase um, for the fact that you know I had a similar after-tax you know, uh, burden. Not burden. Just take, they took the taxes out already. Hopefully, I get a refund this year. It would be nice if I got a refund. But um, the fact that I was able to put money elsewhere to take off even more of my income for, uh, you know, that would be, that would go to federal in state taxes. I think, is it just federal? It's probably just federal. I think the HSA and the Roth are just federal. I don't think they do. I don't know if they're a state. They definitely don't do, they definitely aren't included in, uh, they definitely still include in FICA and Medicare. But either way, I made my money last year, which is good. That's very good, considering um, how much I get. I said said 12%, 10% for my 401k. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, my brokerage accounts. I have my 401k. I have an M1 Finance taxable account and a Roth account in M1 Finance. I have my HSA. That's, you know, work provided. Um, whatever their provider is, I have that. But like I said before, I have multiple crypto exchanges that I have money in. And I also have a few, uh, I guess, day trading platforms, uh, TD Ameritrade, Thinkorswim. I have money in Fidelity. I don't have anything in Schwab, though I was looking at Schwab. I don't like Vanguard's website, but you can invest in their ETFs anywhere in any brokerage. Um, and then, of course, I have Robinhood, Webull. Those are pretty easy. Webull is probably the better of the two, but Robinhood, you can pretty much do everything at Robinhood. They're not. They're going to let you do everything. Webull, they won't. Thinkorswim, it's meant for trading. You can do more things in Thinkorswim as well. <coughs> next, next, next. Uh, again, I started learning about finance at lunch with my coworkers. Um, I can't remember the other one's name. We didn't really, really talked like for those last couple of months, and then like we were in different offices at that point. But my friend Pierre, Pierre, I'm gonna send you. I'm shouting you out. Uh, you you were the first person I really started learning finance with, and I think we kind of learned together. So it's pretty cool. We still meet up sometimes. We kind of talk about you know where we're you know where we want to put our money, who we're watching on YouTube, some of the finance YouTubers. Uh, investing mostly i'm looking more at the business side now but uh we're also talking about that as well 
uh, my goals, uh, fire and children's education and business. Those are kind of like my three things I'm looking at now. Um, getting a rental real estate would help with fire. Uh, putting money away for my children's education. Continually building up businesses. Continue getting a real estate portfolio, you know, if I can, the best I can. And then um, as I'm working my traditional nine to five, um, you know, that's 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 guaranteed income technically as long as I don't go anywhere as long as they don't fire me <laughs> um and uh again um I can't complain about how much I about how much I make at all and at least I know that I'm making that so that's great uh how I'm preparing for retirement now I don't want to give away too much of my numbers but I got some percentages for you guys I'm putting about 40 percent of my is that my gross yes my gross income into savings and investing. So if you remember what I said earlier about budgeting, 50% fixed expenses, uh, 30% for, you know, uh, your discretionary, and then a 20% for, you know, saving, investing, debt repayment. I'm doing all of that with about 40% of my, my gross income. And that's not even including the debt repayment. So that's simply on, I would say mostly that is just investing. Uh, any money I have left at the end of the month, if I have no money in my checking account that's not you know zero or hundred dollars by the time the next paycheck comes around i know technically my savings is growing and even right now i had to spend a little bit a little bit of my savings sadly for uh some of these expenses i had like you know fixing my car and all things like that uh i adopted a dog there were some expenses that went along with that and i went on two trips uh in november and december so paid off all of those now now i'm just paying off the car uh expense but um, yeah, so right now I'm trying to build my savings back up as well. Um, I do have quite a bit set aside if I wanted to do a, uh, a home purchase, but it's definitely not enough. Um, looking at what I have liquid, as in, uh, you know, stocks, bonds, crypto, and uh, cash, I probably have enough. But I definitely want more of that to be in cash if I'm going to, you know, make a purchase for a multi-unit uh, building. Um, I want to do three. I don't think we have too many fours in Chicago. We do have them, but I want to kind of stick for three and two units, or at least a two unit that can turn into a three. Uh, that's kind of like what we did here. Anyway, next, 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 my current path. So, um, you probably, you guys will probably be able to re reverse engineer this, but I could possibly uh, hit my first, you know, millions of dollars, and I won't say net worth, but millions of dollars invested um, by my mid forties. I want to say low mid forties. Um, I was going to say a particular number, but then I said, "Nah, we're not doing that." <clears throat> the stock market, on average, you get about seven—they say seven to ten percent, you know—return. Um, I just start off with the modest seven, and I just look at that. I don't care about the eight, the nine, the ten. If we're going to put my money anywhere else, um, options, real estate, cryptocurrency, I want to do more than that. I want to, of course, do more than that seven to ten percent. And if I can do it consistently then I'll definitely funnel uh, more funds in that direction. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. Um, I do think that a lot of what I said, most people have probably least thought of. I don't know if they've gone as in depth, you know, into some of these, uh, into some of these plans, especially like the opportunity and goals and practice section that I mentioned. Um, and then at least, even if you, I will say this, even if you start late, on your investing journey, as long as you start, you're fine. You're uh, you're not going to be any worse off, really. 
And hopefully you have family or friends that um, at least can support you, maybe not financially at least, but definitely help you, you know, get into good practices and help you uh, stay committed uh, to your journey ahead. And like I said, it's not all about finances. We do still need to excel professionally. I'm about to start saying the Nesby model. Let me stop. Let me stop. We definitely need to improve ourselves professionally. Um, if not on a day-to-day basis, but at least maybe on a monthly basis. Uh, on the first of the month from last month, are you a better person? Did you learn something? Are you better at something? At least, you know, it's a good way to look at it. Um, socially, uh, do you have good friends? Do you have friends that are helping you grow? Do you have friends that are pushing you to do the things that you said you would do? Are they helping, are they being accountable? Are they helping you, you know, be accountable for, you know, some of the goals or practices you want to do, uh, something you want to be consistent with, whether that be practicing for a sport. Uh, you said, oh, you said you're going to read this book. You're going to read a book in three weeks or a book in a month. You know, where are you with that? Uh, content creation. I've been technically streaming since last February or March. Um, I didn't upload anything to you for seven months. And this will probably be the first thing uploaded to YouTube, but on a different channel. I do have content for my other channel in the works. I just need to go through it and, you know, edit it. That requires a bit more editing than this does. But this will require some. Um, So, yeah, right now I have my hand in many pots right now. Trying to do some content creation businesses on the side. Um... I've even thought of doing a, you know, like a, a merch store. Maybe not a merch store, but more like a, a clothing brand. No one, needs, no one even has to know that, like, I started or I owned it, you know. Um, but, yeah, and then as I'm going through these other podcasts, learning every day about uh, different ways that people have come from the bottom or even high up and then just gotten higher, just gotten excessive amounts of wealth, uh, very... Uh, generous people, they, they give back, they teach. Um, I definitely would like to see myself there. In, uh, you know, I won't say a couple years, but eventually, you know, maybe I need to put 10 years into this, make it just an actual career, and possibly I'll be there. <laughs> Either way, um, as far as this next episode, I'm still kind of thinking, I'm still kind of thinking. I think at that point, I'll probably either uh, put out a poll, answer some questions. I might have the first guest on. Uh, we'll see, and we'll have a talk about finance, but it should definitely be live. Um, so again, if you follow the YouTube channel, follow me on socials, you will know exactly when that's happening. I'll let you know way before it happens. So definitely be prepared. You know, put on your calendars if you can. But uh, yes, thank you all for hanging out with me for the first episode of the Checkup Podcast. And oh, yes, I call it a Checkup Podcast not because we want to get our checks up and we want multiple checks, you know, multiple sources of income, millionaires that have multiple sources. Um, what's that one book called? What's this? Oh yeah, Rich Dad Poor Dad. The four. Oh Jesus, man, my brain. It's. I'm sorry, guys. It's like two a.m. But yes, <laughs> the quadrants: uh, employer, self-employed, uh, business owner, investor. I'm trying to run through all of those. Trying to just trying to get trying to get on the right hand side of that of uh of of those, and then um, yeah. At this point, I'm trying to be trying to be busy because. I would say I'm 26, but still think I'm young, still have lots of life to live, um, still able-bodied as well, and uh, at least while my mind is still running as fast as it ever has been, I don't know if it'll ever slow down, we'll see, I'm going to do the best I can with what I have, so thank you all for hanging out with me, I'll see you on the next podcast, uh, be safe, um, try to 
try to make some goals for yourself and see if you know see how well you do there's nothing wrong with trying and of course uh keep in touch with your loved ones and you all have a very great week <laughs>